Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm joined here tonight with Daniel. Good evening. And it is Halloween time. It's very cold. <laughs> for some reason, our microphone sits outside. Well, it's actually not for some reason. In the summer, it works great. We have loud parrots, and so recording inside is often impossible. So we're sitting outside in the brisk October weather, wrapped up, if you can picture it, in giant coats, huddled together to bring you tonight's podcast to continue this spooky marathon. What are we discussing tonight? So this, we, we just got done watching uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. What a great show. So we'll start with the trigger warning here. I mean, beyond the fact that the show, there's uh, various trigger warnings warning. within it too because there's talk of suicide and things within that. So if you find any of those topics or ghosts distasteful, now is the time to go get yourself a cup of hot cocoa and go enjoy a nice bath. But if you're willing to stick it around, yes, we are going to be discussing it. If you've not seen the show yet, this is also the time to switch off and go watch the show. Yeah, and, and then, then come, back, come back and listen and let us know what you think after the fact. Because we just got done binging it, didn't we? We did. It took us how many days? It was, it, was, it was almost like a three-day affair because we just watched it in little bits, right? So we watched... Right, and then we had to go out to dinner with friends. And then we had to go out to dinner yeah. with friends. And then we, yeah, so I guess it was just two days. We, start, well, we got through it pretty quick. We started watching it again on Friday. So we yeah. watched it when it came out, but, it, but we only watched a couple episodes. So what, what did you think of it, though? I mean, what, what is your, your end? I, I love away? it. Yeah. I, I thought it was really good. Yeah. And here's the thing is that I will give the warning here. You know, if, if, I mean, at this point, I assume most people listening have watched it. I thought it was really damn slow, though, in the beginning. Yeah. Like, like I, if, you had, if we had done this on Friday, you would have been, like, unimpressed. Unimpressed because here's the thing, and of course the the second portion of this podcast is dedicated to the haunting of Hill House, which was its predecessor, made by the same people. Right. And damn, was that a good show? It was. It, it was really caught good. you on edge. And yeah, I'm not a fan of jump scares and horror movies unless they're tastefully done and plot worthy. And my God, does Haunting of Hill House daft it down to an art form? The difference with Haunting of Bly Manor, I thought, was they tried, and obviously to set it apart, they didn't want it to be identical. It's a very different ghost story, though. It's a very different, it's very, like you're saying, turning of the screw. Yeah, turn, po- turn of the screw. See, I d- I, you pointed out earlier, and I had I never put two and two together on that yeah. until you said so that, and a, I was so like, my a, God, a this was the same by, story. By Henry James, which is about this governess that goes to take care two of, kids. of these two kids, and, and, and they're... Yeah, also it's, called, it's actually, also called Flora and Miles. Well, yeah, same, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's clearly the same story. But and different time frame. But yeah. when I was looking, at least we were looking at a uh, trailer. It was more like 1920s, I want to say. And well, yeah, when it was, it was you know. Victorian. She was wearing and, a flower and, pot hat as well. Right, right. And, and, and the thing about that one is it sort of leaves you, it's not obvious that it's a ghost story either because it could be, in the, in the book, it could be that the governess is just insane. Which is kind of where I thought they were going to go they this did, one. They did try to yeah. run it that way with the... Uh, the the a pair right I felt like in all sincerity though it was so bright and light and at first I thought oh they're going yeah. for a midsummer kind uh, of thing also it's worth mentioning that uh, that you did not like the the, the forced uh, British and Irish accents you found them to be I thought you know, some of some of the accents were poorly done and now that I mean I think it is a testament to actors who can do accents and my god I know I can't do an American accent to save my life so it must be hard to take American actors and be like hey now you're going to do this Scottish accent or now you know you're doing this very Queen's English accent and it's they, I think, to be fair, with what was on them, they still did a good job. But yeah. as somebody's I mean, actually from, from, from UK, I, I could hear it. it I could. Here's the thing: is I could tell the people who actually had 
UK accents and right. they were very good or people obviously had good accents enough that it fooled me but a couple of actors there who didn't it was slightly noticeable but other than that but accents aside entirely like the scariness factor there I think once we got past episode 4 and that slowness kind of started ramping up and it was I had a feeling I was like I bet it's going to start ramping up and god does it ramp up quickly right. after that in, in a good way to a point where I was like they're not going to have enough time to explain everything there's so many added confusing elements how are they possibly going to explain everything by the last I, episode I, think, I feel like they brought it together I remember thinking Did. like like you know, three episodes from the end that they weren't going to make. No, it, when they, they introduced they introduced the dream hopping actually fairly yeah. close to the end, and I was like, "What's going on? Yeah, this I didn't, is I didn't so confusing." Enjoy that part of it so much. I really, I will say, I really enjoyed uh, the, the fact that it was a, a bit of a bit of a riff on the the, the theological story uh, of of Jesus and Legion, right? So this is the story in the Bible, it's actually, it's in three different Gospels, where Jesus comes across this guy, or maybe it's two guys, um, who are possessed by Legion, which is this, you know, many demons, right? Mm -hmm. And Jesus asks permission from this herd of pigs, uh, if he could, you know, put these demons inside the pigs, and the pigs are like, sure. And, and... And then they go and they drown themselves. They, me- they, men- the they mention it in the show. Yeah, they mention it in the show. They, uh, but yeah. the, the they Catholic have a, teacher. The thing where he's in the Catholic school, that's right. That's and the right. male teacher mentioned it kid, to Miles. And the kid actually yeah. asked the question. He's like, you know, do, do they have to ask permission from, from, the, from the guy being, you know, possessed? You know, is it, do they have to ask the permission of the demons, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that story actually sets, it turns out that actually captures pretty much the entire story, right? Because it is a lot about possession, much more so than it is a ghost story. It's a great, there's a lot about consent in there too. No, that's exactly right. That's do exactly I have right. permission? He's like, I don't like it when you do that and you don't tell right. me first before you jump in my body kind of thing. Right. And the Scottish guy apologizes and it's kind of... it turns just, out that consent is actually essential in this yeah. for... For, for making the possession take, as it were. Yeah, so it so turns out in the story that the, the ghost can possess you, but they can't stay unless you... Unless you unless invite you sort of them in. You them. have to, exactly. in fact, you have to become one of them. And as you guys know, because you've seen it now at this point, you become one, the eye color changes. Meaning well, half of you, right? half yeah. of you, that's what I'm saying. Half of you is that person. So, you know, at the end of your purse, she's got one brown eye, one blue eye, meaning it's somewhere deep inside herself. She's got this other person kind of living within her. But at some point, that other person can fully take you over to the point where you no longer have a life because you're tucked away. And for someone who lucid dreams, which I do frequently, I actually enjoyed the dream hopping portion where they were in these different memories because if you're someone right. who wakes up in a dream, uh, but you're still actually in a dream, but you become conscious it can be a very unnerving experience to realize oh i'm here again but you're not actually in reality you're actually conscious in a whole other realm and it ha- and you can even start to move from different memories or places like as and in fact i think earlier when i put up pictures of Bly manor because it looks fascinatingly a lot like my house in england the house i grew up in very similar looking also just it was built in the 1400s so had that same rich history you know the jacobin wood paneling so a lot of those characters uh who have the ghost who can actually kill people and i think it's really fascinating that ghostiness can kill people that is very rare to me usually ghosts can walk through things or poltergeists can throw things but the concept this ghost she just outright will come and strangle you and drag you away if you happen to be caught in her path is terrifying and beautifully written the suspense in that is gorgeous but yeah the old house just so reminiscent where I grew up so really felt and the same thing to be fair with the haunting of Hill House also a beautiful old house 
it really gave me a very homesick feeling because I missed that one sense I had living in a haunted house was I was never alone not like there was just one person I mean I realize now why it is it's because if you have a house that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old many people have come lived and died in houses and back in the day people actually lived and died in houses yeah. nowadays people they die in hospitals right and that's what's normal so you have this idea that ghosts would be stuck on the property so I always had this sense that I was never alone and there was at least 12 people and right. any given that's a crazy thing to I, say I like there. the way that in the but story they, they gave it this sort of they gave you this metaphysical context that it was because you know uh, you know uh, Viola uh, you know rejected God and rejected this afterlife that she sort of created her own gravity, her own purgatory, her, yeah. own, her own personal purgatory, which was no longer personal, right? Because yeah. it turned out that after that, you know, subsequently because of her gravity, they she was it, dragging she up was, people. Every, anybody who died on the property for any reason was stuck. Was stuck. I like the term gravity, and in fact, I, yeah. at that point when they were you know quoting the book at that juncture, like. The words were phenomenal. Yeah, that episode written. was really amazing. That was uh, the best. Was it was like, like nine or eight, eight or seven. nine. Yeah, yeah. Where, where it was all black and white. And in it, the it was just in. It was in that Jacobean, that kind of sixteen hundreds, like early seventeen hundreds time period. And my God, was it beautifully done! Yeah, that was. That I was, was impressed. That was, I was, that was on like the a edge. Ghost story unto itself. Yeah, I was on the edge of my seat yeah. the entire time yeah. for that. I thought it was so. Well done, and likewise also. The, and that's when it suddenly took on the aspects of a haunting of Hill House, because those of you, I assume, at this point, if you've watched Haunting of Blind Manor, you must have watched and been a fan of a haunting of Hill House. And of course, there have been many adaptations of that over years. Right. In fact, some of my favourite movies are right. also the, the, haunting the Haunting of Hill House. Right? The it's... Haunting, which is also a Haunting of House, and it, it took me a second when I was watching the Haunting of Hill House to put two and two together. Because the the groundskeeper or the the woman who was taking care of the house, she was like, "Yes, we don't stay. No one stays after it's dark. Right. No one says everyone." Leave. And it was, but it was the exact same words from the other movie. And I suddenly realised, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. And it's glorious to see it brought back to life in a modern adaptation. Because now we have so much better special effects. The ghosts when they do come, they're amazing. Yeah. Like they're exactly if you have seen a ghost, how they look when yeah. they don't have eyes, if why terrible thing. Or uh, the other thing is just the the transparency. And you were telling me about a movie I've not seen. It's very famous. It's also because the quote was, you know, haunting a blind man. It's actually a romance story more than it is a ghost. Right, and story. you haven't seen Ghost. Ghost. So I was like, what's Ghost? <laughs> and so what is it? Right. What it's, movie it's, is it? It's a love story. You know, and it's just like it's just like what the, the at the end of the mo- at the end of the show, the girl says, you know, I think you made a mistake. This isn't a ghost story; it's a love story. And and then and the lady's like, doesn't yeah, it also thing. take place in the eighties? It, it was made in eighties. Because yeah. this show is much modern. They're actually it kind of in the eighties. It takes place in eighties, yeah. Because they, were, I feel like they had some Depeche Mode playing in episode and the London scenes. It was pretty cool to yeah, get that cool. time capsule glimpse of someone who wasn't there to appreciate and see what it would have been like. To to be them at time, and you were there, Nate. Was it like that? Yeah, it, was, it was just like that. Was it? I, was, I wonder. I wasn't if, in London. I wonder if time, London. Yeah, I was going to say it was London. Kind of dorky. Different from America. Yeah, her, you know. The hair. Yeah, the, the hair big hair. Kind of ridiculous. It reminds me of the next movie that we have to watch and do a podcast on is Witches of Eastwick to keep uh, our Halloween thing going because that alone with the big hair is beautiful. worthy and share anything worthy of its own podcast. So yeah, what's what's your what's your who's your who's your favorite character? Let's go with this. I'll fire some questions character. of Bly Manor. And Bly Manor, I like the I like the housekeeper actually. Owen. 
Oh no, oh, he's like the Owen? cook. You like Owen's? Owen. I am very attracted to Owen. He reminds me a lot. Sasha Darwin, if you're listening, I hope you are, darling. He reminds me a lot of you, and uh, he could definitely do a master cosplay, and it would be fabulous. And when he, after a funeral scene, I know his mother had died, so it was very emotional. But he comes in house wearing this bow tie and a tuxedo and it was just like the master in Spyfall my heart nearly stopped it was glorious anyway carry on sorry it hijacked who's <laughs> was, your favorite character I was saying housekeeper. The, the housekeeper who, who dies and doesn't know that she's dead oh. Hannah Hannah and, and nobody else knows that she's dead which I think is just a uh, no okay this is here's the confusing very part concept, okay right? here's, here's tell me this and maybe you guys listening can help us answer this question but I thought that too just like you're saying she died we know she's died she was pushed down the well somehow she was persevering as a ghost a who ghost. could physically appear. And yet, there is this scene where they're all outside by the fire pit and they're drinking... Yeah, they're drinking wine. Wine. Um, so she somehow, even though she's a ghost, all the other ghosts, because we know this because the valet, Scottish guy, his hand passes through the girl. They're kind of transparent. They can somehow walk she can doors. hold wine. She can hold wine and drink it. But then here's the confusing part where we all agree, yes, everyone can see her and it's kind of normal. And yet, there's one scene while she's dream hopping where she goes back to the fire pit and she's kind of aware for a second that maybe she's dead. Owen and the gardening uh, lady stand up and they're leaving and she's like wait don't leave me behind at that point she's in a dream so maybe it is that she actually died after that yeah I want oh that's a that's a good point that that, 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 all those things that she was hopping through are clearly prior to her death have you ever have you ever seen The Witcher yeah of course it was starting it got so confusing of the time hopping of different timelines yeah. I started to feel a little bit like I was watching The Witcher because that show it's also hops around it's a hard thing to do to make and, it coherent honestly, to line like, up yeah. you know, if I have one criticism I, I do think they got a little a little complex there in the in the in the kind of la- later mid portion of it uh, where where they it, it was just a little confusing and it was difficult. my argument was that I think they didn't go complex enough in the beginning right. and they could have had longer to explain it out actually yeah, so I, that people understand it and in I fact agree. the beginning was so slow my concern is that people start to watch it and be bored. right well it's also very bright and it's not and it's, it's so not have you noticed how many have you noticed how many monologues there yeah. are in this particular yeah. TV show I mean really carefully well thought out monologues of each character kind of gets their own thing and I love how they explore each character's backstory and they're all compelling and every single character has some kind of trauma going on yeah. it's also a lot of alcohol in the show <laughs> they're always drinking I know it's a British thing because I'm always drinking but they're like consistently <laughs> drinking wine right. in like Everyone's every single scene to a point where even Miles is like give me a bloody drink because he's possessed and you don't realise you're like why does this kid need alcohol and then you realise he's been possessed by the Scottish guy and he's yeah. just like I want to taste wine you know what did you think of uh, the, the first nanny Miss Jessel. Yeah, Miss Jessel. I thought I thought she was a pretty compelling character. She ended up being great heroine. I, I, I will right? say I don't I don't necessarily I didn't necessarily find her relationship uh, with the with the the valet guy all that compelling. I did. You know, Do you I, know why? why? I'm gonna tell you something, Daniel. Why. It's Tell terrible. Well, many girls listening to this on stem. We always fall for the bad guy. I mean, the bad boy, the person who's really a bad idea for us, the wrong person to be in love with. And I think to me it was a quintessential representation of how girls will so easily, especially if they're tall and handsome and lovely, draw you in what, what and he has such a controlling factor on him and I will say it was, uh, well, it was Scottish <laughs> Scottish accent and everything as well on top uh-huh. of that 
I, I think it was completely believable, actually, okay. that she was smitten. And he's very manipulative. That scene where he brings the roses for Flora, the little girl. Uh, yeah, and does. he's like, I didn't... And he says to us, I didn't give the roses that's to Flora. Right, right. And can we talk about the creepiness that I noticed of how when the Scottish guy... And you don't realise this when you're watching it in the beginning, but if you go back later and rewatch it, you'll notice this. The Scottish guy possesses Miles. At this point, we don't know he's possessed. So Miles comes up, gives the, the current nanny... The blonde girl, the American, the, the roses, and then leans her down and brushes her hair yeah, like really ear, creepily yeah. out yeah, the way and creepy. whispers in her ear. And at that point, I knew it was an adult, not a child, but an adult in a child's body. It yeah. was the first time I was aware he was actually possessed by an adult. And, you know, they don't kind of allude to the fact that Peter is actually dead or not in the beginning. Right, right. That's the, the valet Scottish guy. And uh, he keeps reappearing by the windows. I always think it's creepy because if you're alone at home, you often have this tense, you'll look out the window, right? And there's always this fear that maybe, just maybe you're going to see a figure looking back at you. So I think they played on that beautifully. Right. Well, and, and mirrors as well. I think they had a... They had a Mirrors are terrible. The, the whole bloody Mary say her name three times and she will appear in mirror. Do you ever do that as a kid? I, I never did that, no. Very popular in England. I did love the American girl jokes. Like, I think I super appreciate the fact that... So she couldn't make tea? She couldn't make tea. <laughs> but then it was fine she couldn't make she coffee, make coffee either. So maybe it was just a... Maybe it wasn't so... Yeah, I that, it was, like, that was excellent. Oh, I, I will say something. What were you saying? I did love the lesbian romance. Ah, uh, it was lovely, yeah. I really appreciate seeing that on TV. And it was well very done. believable as well. Yeah, and I she thought. had some real... I mean, here's the thing. The girl, see her her partner had been knocked. It was a really unfortunate scene where he's, like, hit by the car. Yeah, poor guy. And, that, and she didn't have a chance. She didn't tell the family, basically. She was actually a lesbian. She'd just kind of come out to him. Right. It, it was a poor guy. The fact that he he's haunting her in this respect, but she's really just bent up. So when she's got these anxieties... So it's an interesting thing. So let, let's talk about that for a bit, because it's a different type of haunting. They actually have a bunch of different types of haunting in that show, Well, there's right? different kinds of so hauntings in real life. Right. So. That's what I'm saying. In the show, they have... They, know, have, they have the They have the old, you know, her old boyfriend haunting her, yep. right? They have this strange haunting of that's the an uncle. That's an attachment, the, the, the boyfriend. Yeah, right, right. But the uncle also was being haunted by himself, which was That's weird. what we call the doppelganger. Yeah. But it's actually, it's funny. Yeah. There are words for all of these, so I'll talk you through them. We can learn some things about ghosting here. So residual is where you're like replaying something like a recording. Like you got up and you made some toast, but let's say it was more traumatic and you accidentally electrocuted so like yourself. So keeps going into the house. That's residual. Residual. Except, except, except she can except murder she can people on her pub. That's not normal. That's not normal residual <laughs> stuff, okay? So uh, in fact, they're all, they're, all covering, they're all in there. So let's say you go down to the kitchen and you accidentally put a, a fork in a toaster. Never do this, guys. And you electrocute yourself. Yourself. And it was so traumatic because you felt like such an idiot. You start replaying it after you're dead. So someone will be living in your house afterwards and they see you screaming as you put a fork in the thing, but you're just replaying it and they keep seeing it. It's a fork in a toaster. It's, do you know what's sad? I looked it up. Thousands of people died from this. Why would you look this up? Here. Were you thinking about doing it? No. <laughs> terrible way to <laughs> Is this die. This a good idea. No, that's, I actually did, I didn't because I I'll tell you something terrible. I the other day was trying to get some toast out that's of the toaster, and I thought, let me get a knife and see no. if I can't. I nearly really did that. True you, story. You always just unplug it. I did. Just, I just I realized. No, as I got close, it kicked in. It, yeah, it was okay. as I got okay. close. Some other sense. That's a little too close. Tesla said to me, "What the fuck are you doing?" Anyway, it's fine. So totally put that down. But let's see what happens. That's residual. So something. It's like a replay. But even if you come in, they 
won't see you. The, the haunting I saw, the monk walking through the house, didn't look at me, didn't notice me. It cannot interact. It's residual. It's playing out. Can't kill you it's in memory. Can't. It shouldn't theoretically be able to terrifyingly kill okay, you. So what is the haunting for? So, so she go killed, go, Okay, go ahead. So then the next one, and he was saying this is the attached. This is a the boyfriend. So an attachment haunting is. So like we talk about blind manner, all the ghosts are in the house. Yeah. They're stuck uh, well, through that gravity. The gravity from yeah. the property and they cannot leave the property, right? An attachment is separate. So let's say the guy dies in America. He literally can go with her on the airplane. He can go with her in the car. He can go with her to Bly Manor. He can be standing in that mirror. He can be standing in the kitchen and he's actually, it's attached to a person. So a lot of people have hauntings in their homes and so they get so freaked the out. attached to his attached, glasses. Well, in that case, they believe it's the glasses because that's an object attachment, but still it's an attachment haunting. So some people will be like, oh my God, I have all these horrible things happen house. I've got to leave. And so if people really do this in real life hauntings, they'll leave the house thinking they've solved a problem. And, it with them. and yeah. it's still attached to them. And attachments are usually a lot more common with children or teenagers. I think because the brain isn't quite fully developed yet. We talk about that multiple personality thing coming in. I'm sure it's related to that. So that's the attachment. And like he just said, in his case, he's not he is attached to her because he's always touching himself, but he's the, the whole thing holding him there and that is the glasses which so the mother think, gave to him. He is is he is he is he conscious? Yes, attachments are conscious, 100%. They are choosing to kind of be attached to the object go with you. So, like, here's another example. We watched that paranormal court on camera. There was that creepy doll from, like, World War Two that this guy... And it was actually a very sad story. A soldier oh, yeah, the, had made uh, a, a puppet, not a puppet. No, What's it uh, called? Mari- not a marionette. Not uh, marionette. Uh, mannequin? No. Um, no, it um, moves and it talks. Then, the, then, ventriloquist doll. Ventriloquist doll, thank right. you. But it was actually... Uh, automated, so you could actually turn a thing and make well, it leave little, and blink. It was re- it was really cool, actually. And unfortunately, uh, he had right as the occupation, right, right as they were about to be freed from the concentration, he was, killed, yeah. he was actually shot by a firing squad. Unfortunately, however, this puppet made its well, not puppet doll, we'll call it, made its way back to the states, and uh, it's still to this day haunted, and it will move because it's an attachment so to the object. So speaking of dolls, I thought they were going to go with the doll route. In that show, and they did not really. Like, the whole point. It turned I th- out that that kid was actually a little kid. Yeah, it was a real kid, which I think made it more scary. And I think the reason they had the whole doll thing going on was because of this concept that you fade away. And I do believe that spirits kind of fade a little bit over time, unless they're particularly strong hauntings. At some point, you do have to move on, and maybe it takes time to process. Maybe it can take a hundred years. So they also to process didn't really piece. explain how it is that her her dollhouse was semi-haunted in, in like you know the, the oh it was it was more it was more that somehow i think the the little girl had a sense and could perhaps even in, indicate in it control the movements of where the things were or at least see and track where all the ghosts were by their totem linked to them that's what it seemed like it seemed like so the, she because remember when they locked her in Remember they locked right, in the right, au right, pair because, in the room, because, because in, were... in the cupboard, and she was screaming. They actually did it to protect her from the ghost doing its rounds. The question is, when the ghost was doing its rounds, why didn't it kill the children? Because later it grabs Flora. Right. They didn't explain that part very well, I will say that. So we'll, we'll keep going in our, our ghost types here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, so the next one is the warning apparition. 
right? And this is the one that Hannah wins as an apparition here. Remember at the very end when she's kind of dream hopping and she's stuck in this interview with Owen the cook over and over and it's replaying and he's like, if you actually want, I'm not really here. I'm kind of as figment of your imagination, this dream. But if you want to really save me, because I know you've got to go out there. And she goes out there and she musters all her energy to manifest herself. And she says... You've, it, they're in trouble. Right, you've go got to, to go to the lake. Yeah. Go to the lake. That's a warning apparition. And it happens in real life too. Let's say you've got a gas leak in your house and your house is about to explode. That actual recorded phenomenon of this happening where a ghost will appear in the house and must everything be like, you need to leave the house now. It, and, and literally the house explodes, whatever it is, the yeah. disastrous. So it's about crucial moments of, hey, a ghost appears in your bedroom. Do not get on that flight tomorrow. Learn, behold, the plane crashes the next day. That's a warning apparition. And I like how they cover all of these. Then we get the poltergeist, right, which is a ghost can move things. I think the closest one is, you know, we've got a mixture of residual haunt and poltergeist with 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 the ghost that can the lady of the long black hair and the faceless lady, she's the one who can actually grab things and grab She doesn't people. go around just trashing things though. No, she poltergeist usually good, throw things around. Really no, 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 you're right. No, no, she's not, but she's so what about, definitely what about, what about the uncle's uh, ghost? of himself that's the doppelganger and this is a very scary one and so the concept is in at least in in the story they're saying he's meeting the worst version of himself all the evils and i think it's represented very well for people who suffer or go through alcoholism right and they're, they're alcoholics and they they feel this split in themselves that they hate themselves and they're self-loathing mm-hmm. i think his part is after he ha- had his you know his brother die and the brother's wife, who he was sleeping with, right. I think he was so traumatized he actually had a split in personality. Yeah, exactly. Sort of thing, but okay. it actually manifested itself. No, it was a little gross because here's the thing: they call it, and it's a real type of ghost. It's the doppelganger, right? And what it's actually there's, there's even example. I watched a show called uh, Celebrity Ghost Stories, and uh, there was this great. I can't remember who the celebrity was. It wasn't Princess Leia. It was someone else. But she brought this beautiful mansion. And uh, she literally was standing by the fireplace. And she saw on the other side of the fireplace herself standing there. And, and, it, and it laughed. And it ran around the corner. And she chased it. She could see it run. She chased it. Ran around the corner. It was gone. Slightly but it was terrible. definitely her. No, but she swears to yeah, God, it, it yeah. was her. And there's a lot of examples of this. And the most terrifying thing about these doppelgangers is they always say if you see... The doppelganger, if you see yourself, you're it is defi- die, you're about to die, or, or at least within a few days or a week kind of thing. It is, it is these, if all the things you can see, you're in trouble if you see your doppelganger. I made the hairs yeah. on the back of my neck. I've never seen one, luckily. But, uh, yeah, that's So a, it's interesting that's because one. while they covered all those ghosts, you know, the, I think the yeah. main sort of thrust of this, this particular series was possession, right? Which oh, you, which so you don't, Which you don't actually so. see a lot of, uh, you know, in... In, in sort of normal... Oh, paranormal. you do The Exorcist, right? With so many movies cover sure, possession. Sure. So popular. But I mean, in, in but actual... not, not, This is a lot more tasteful. It wasn't like vomiting right, blood right. or anything or bile ectoplasm. and It was it was so tastefully done. And what I thought was set it apart was the ghosts were so... Uh, they were intelligent haunts, which is another type of haunting. They were actively aware of what was going on. They had full-blown conversations and romances. He talked like the valet guy. talked about how he wanted to have sex with the nanny still. But I did think it was fucked up and how you didn't catch on this but I did I think as women when we enter these terrifying relationships with these bad boys and we know it's going to go horrifically wrong or if we know someone is particularly prone to like violence which this guy definitely had under his 
felt a little bit was the fact that he used her to the point, even after death, where he tricked her to go out of her body, claiming they'd be equal together. She agrees, they become one, he possesses her body, and then locks her into a dream away with a memory where they're basically having sex together. And then what does he do with her body? He walks her down without her consent to the to the lake and drowns her yeah. in order to kill her so that she can be with him that is the ultimate sign of possession it was so dark and and yet there was some really fucked up twisted romance under it because he loved her so much he needed to be with her but it was also like again she was like you that was not my consent you took my life out prison. you didn't tell me that was going to happen you at the time thought he was trying to commit suicide well because they himself. said that, that, that he yeah. was that, you know, he was that, sad that yeah. he was very sad and lonely I think so. sad and lonely so he needed her so he had to kill her yeah. so she would be a ghost and so join him terrible but yeah, he's like because he, he's like I remember he's like I figured out a way and she's like where have you been all week he's like oh, I've been walking around Bly Manor thinking about and he was thinking out all the time how can I kill her like as a ghost and then he realized he couldn't because before he tried to take possession and he couldn't remember he couldn't right. leave the property because the ghost can't leave the property which is a very common trope as well in all hauntings. so so let's talk about that why yeah. was it that the the, when 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 uh, I know Viola, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I know what maybe, you're gonna say. Maybe it is. Well, it's just six people not listening when understand. So finish your thought, but oh, I interrupted. Okay, so I was gonna say, how is it that uh, when 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 Viola, uh, who's the old who's Jack the, of being ghost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When 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 the nanny invites her in, right? Yeah, she takes her. Body. She yeah. invites her to possess her that she could leave. But then I just I know why. My question. Yep. Maybe it's because she invited her in. Yeah. Well, and, actually, it, and it was actually that sort of you know uh, like consent sort of Wait, it wasn't just that because remember uh, she gave in the, in the terms of the other nanny Miss Jessel she gave consent to Peter and Peter still was able to kill her and still couldn't leave the property right I think the difference in this particular instance was it wasn't full control because you'll notice when she came out of the water the nanny was still in control and for several years after that right. meanwhile the ghost was just waiting in the pits so it wasn't actually fully in control of her and then when it, the time was guess what went back to the property and drowned you know yeah oh very very sad story but very well done and we are at the end of this podcast yeah yeah well, i thought it was really good i enjoyed me it me too me too that was very easy to talk about particularly the, the ending the ending the ending was compelling i thought it was beautiful i cried i thought it was so well just, done yeah I, I did as well so here's here's my thing maybe you're listening to this and you haven't finished maybe you're listening to it and you're like well you know what? i didn't like it i would say if you haven't finished it just stick with it yeah because it gets it def- better the payoff is huge i agree payoff is huge and if you've seen it and you enjoyed us let us know like throw this on facebook feel free to comment let us know what you think yeah so without further ado good night and sleep tight